What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Houston Texans as they head into training camp? It's time to break down that team right here and right now, including C.J. Stroud, as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. A lot of rankings going to come your way at the site here, working on them now, getting them ready for the preseason, both reality and fantasy. So good stuff there for you ahead. We know it's the quiet time of the NFL offseason. That's where we're trying to break down all 32 teams for you. We will succeed at doing that. We will get to them all we're down to our penultimate division here we just have the afc south teams and the afc west teams. so we have 24 teams down eight more to go if you missed any of the looks at the nfc teams or teams from the afc east and afc north all the way through the steelers you can check it out on our archives thanks for making locked on fantasy football your first listen today subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts we're part of locked on podcast network your team every day your fantasy football team every day all right it is a uh, time to dive into the houston texans it's definitely an intriguing team here a lot of transition D'Amico ryan's is now your head coach bobby slowick comes over with him from san francisco to be the offensive coordinator so we're going to see a lot of concepts that the 49ers have had here so the key question we have uh, right off the top here, we're looking at the one fantasy football asset we liked from last year. It was an absolute steal in a lot of drafts. The rookie from Florida now going into second year, Damian Pierce. Does he have an encore in him as a reliable RB2 is the key question number one. Well, let's look at what happened with him last year. We know he's cut short, had that injury late, only played in 13 games. But look at the numbers last year. RB27, that dropped him all the way out of the RB2s with that injury, that significant missed time at the end with one month gone. But when you look at the average scoring in half-point PPR, RB22 for Damian Pierce. So it was overall a very successful rookie season. You got great return on investment in him because we weren't sure it was going to lead the backfield. It was even cloudy in week one when Rex Burkhead popped up. But now Burkhead is gone, as well as Royce Freeman and Eno Benjamin, the returning new number two back is Devin Singletary. So last year, Singletary finished as RB24 overall in Buffalo. You'd think that's okay in half-point PPR, but when you deep dive there, he finished RB34 in average points per game. So however you look at it, had Damian Pierce been healthy, he would have been much more productive than Devin Singletary as a back in different settings. Now they're in the same backfield. Again, the vacated carries are 70 overall. You lose uh, Freeman, Burkhead, and Benjamin. You have to also note that 113 touches have been vacated from this backfield, mainly from Burkhead, who had 37 catches on 50 targets. So it's a lot of available targets there as well for Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Now, let's look at Singletary from last year. He got 38 of 52 targets. You look at 
what Damian Pierce did a little bit underrated here. He caught 30 of 39 targets, so very efficient. Almost had the same output in many fewer targets here than Singletary in Buffalo. So overall, you look at Damian Pierce, pretty good. He was solid behind the offensive line. 220 rushing attempts, 939 yards, four TDs there. Again, he turned those 30 catches, 165 yards in a TD. So 250 touches exactly there over 13 games, a very healthy number, right short of 20 per game. That would have been that 260. 1,104 yards from scrimmage, five TDs. So you project that over a full season. You're looking really good here where you get uh, seven TDs, probably 14 to 1,500 yards from scrimmage. So that overall is a pretty good year for an RB2. Cuts it in every which way. That's why I finished RB22. Now, rounding out the rest of this depth chart, a familiar place uh, that we look at, Dario Gunbowale. You also have Mike Boone in the mix, the former Bronco and Viking. He's there. So essentially these guys are there along with Singletary to help uh, replace the production of Freeman and Burkhead from last year behind Pierce. But this doesn't inspire, right? I mean, Singletary didn't have a big year last year in Buffalo. He just is kind of a simple back. He's not very efficient as a receiver. You saw the efficiency numbers way off the charts here in relation to Pierce for Pierce going into year two. So Singletary is a depth play. Keep in mind, they did lose quite a bit here. We just shouldn't assume a guy coming over, especially Singletary had a significant role. The Bills is simply going to get that with another team. Running backs get faded all the time with the depth chart. So Pierce also has to impress a new coaching staff, but I actually think his running style zone blocking scheme with Slowick plays really well into his hands here to produce. And really there's not much else. And the one thing about this 49er style of offense Yeah, they can be fickle about which running back they choose, but once they find that running back, and I think Pierce is that guy clearly uh, to separate from Singletary in that style of offense, then he's going to get a good workload. So RB2, yeah, I think you have to stay there because, again, we're not sure what the Texans are going to do scoring-wise, putting up a lot of offense here. They're transitioning at quarterback and receiving core. We'll answer those questions in our final two segments. But over a lot of questions elsewhere in this offense were – that can hurt a running back's production. We saw that. That capped what Pierce could do last season. There's going to be some better results and a better upside with this offense this year just with the concepts and the talent out there that's going to improve things, but you still can't uh, overextend there. So I think Damian Pierce, if you look at it all around, solid RB2 and half-point PPR and uh, okay also in standard and full PPR because of his usage overall. So, again, He's definitely a trustworthy back, and this is a pretty good ranking for him. I wouldn't really move him up too far. I think he's a solid RB2, but nothing spectacular where he's going to finish in the RB1s. There's just not the availability there with the ceiling, but the high floor is definitely in play for Damian Pierce for a second consecutive season. All right, there you have it. There's a key question asked about one uh, Damian Pierce, we'll look at what C.J. Stroud can offer to the fantasy football table. And then we'll look at that wide receiver core, completely remixed here. There's one standout target. It's not the the person you think here. So we'll break that down for you with the Texans in our final two segments. I'm excited to say we've teamed up with our partners at eBay Motors to bring you something very special here on Locked On. Really fun to uh, bring it to you as the fantasy football analysts here We're going to uh, hone in on some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long and all off season long, whether you're preparing for draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, 
eBay is going to provide you the players that are going to guarantee to fit on your roster. And we're excited about that with draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's jump into this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. When making the first overall pick in fantasy football drafts in 2023, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey is a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well more than 300 touches again in his first full season in San Francisco and is the centerpiece of the 49ers offensive engine. McCaffrey checks all the boxes, including the talent and usage, high floor and high ceiling. Run with CMC as a guaranteed fit at number one for a smooth ride to another year of big numbers. I know a thing or two about trying to win a fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for a vehicle at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride keeps running smoothly as well. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, automators, shocks, struts, you name it eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car, whatever year, make, and model it is. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you will know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click way for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, the right pieces at the right prices at eBay motors. Check it out. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items, only exclusions do apply. All right, it is time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Every day, that means we'll look at the Indianapolis Colts tomorrow. So another rookie quarterback to talk about there, Anthony Richardson. So, yeah, a lot of buzz about him. Another uh, AFC South QB. Then we'll go down all the way to the Titans. They have a rookie quarterback that they're trying to get in the mix, and Will Levis. Uh, we'll, in between, also talk about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. A lot of good stuff as we transition and break down the teams in the AFC South. C.J. Stroud is the rookie quarterback, high draft pick for the Texans. He replaces Davis Mills. Well, right now they say it's an open competition, but I think Stroud is going to win the job. He's listed first on their depth chart. So he's actually listed right now as the QB 25 on the board. So just out of the QB twos, you have him behind Anthony Richardson at 18 and Bryce Young of the Panthers at 23. So He's the third rookie quarterback on the board right now. Kenny Pickett, uh, the second-year quarterback, is in the mix as well as the young passers that you look at in that range. Now, can C.J. Stroud uh, be a little bit better than that? Well, let's look at it last year. Davis Mills, believe it or not, was QB 21 overall. So he was viable as a QB 2 last year, had some nice starts. He, however, finished QB 26 in points per game. So that's about where Stroud is ranked. Now, you look at the Texans quarterbacks as a whole, when you include Jeff Driscoll and Kyle Allen, they threw for 3,642 yards, 20 touchdowns, 19 interceptions there. They also, surprisingly, combined for 58 carries, 196 yards, and two TDs. So you got 22 TDs overall from the Texans quarterback last year. So you look at that. 
is this offense going to be better or worse? I think it'll be more opportunities to score and put up some numbers. The question comes down to how much are they going to run C.J. Stroud? Keep in mind, it's the 49ers offense, a lot of pocket passing and throwing that way. Well, let's look at it from the 49ers quarterback who played the most last year, Jimmy Garoppolo. Interesting, right? He's QB 25 from last year. He transitioned to the Raiders, but he was in this style of offense last year. He was QB 20 there when you look at the average scoring. So, again, viability all lines up here when you look at Mills at QB 21, Jimmy G at QB 20, the averages at QB 26 and QB 25. It suggests that Stroud should be bumped up a little more. And look at Garoppolo. He actually had five out of his 11 games that he played there before the injury struck. Uh, He took over for Trey Lance, then uh, Brock Birdie came in. They were viable for fantasy, and that's what you're looking for as a high upside QB2, right? I mean, those are the numbers you want here. The really big questions for C.J. Stroud, what is he going to get out of the receiving core? It's a mixed bag here. They have the most vacated targets in the NFL, 357, so there's no Brandon Cooks here. The veteran presence is Robert Woods. Nico Collins is his best returning receiver. He's listed as a number one right now. We'll see what we get out of John Mechie returning from injury. And this could also be a heavy running team with Damian Pierce. They'll protect a rebuilding defense as they move on to D'Amico Ryans. And a defensive-minded coach may be looking to run a little bit more to protect the quarterback in the passing game. So I'm going to pump the brakes on Stroud as a sleeper that I'm going to bang the table for. But I'm definitely going to stash him. I think he's a super flex. If he's starting, you have to look at him there as a quarterback option that's going to give you decent numbers, at at least in that capacity, because there are some weapons and he can deliver in this offense. So you look there, you can look at him as a decent backup with some upside as a QB2. I I just think QB25 is a little too low. Again, I think these rookie quarterbacks are going to perform a little bit better than we expect. I mean, they're pretty aggressive with the ranking, right? With the consensus experts for Anthony Richardson, putting him in the top 20. Bryce Young solidly in the QB2 is at 23. So, Again, Stroud should be lumped in more in that group. Again, it's uh, hard to get all those guys, of course, ranked with those type of numbers, but that's what you're looking for, right? The QB2 numbers are like the 24 touchdowns type of thing here, and uh, we were close to that, right, with uh, Davis Mills and the rest of their quarterbacks last year. So we're, again, not treating him more than what he should be. That's a backup that can start a few games for you in fantasy, but Again, we're not going nuts on him, and we're not going to think he's going to be a league winner of any kind at quarterback. All right, there you have a look at the two key questions involving Damian Pierce and C.J. Stroud. We'll ask the question about the receiving core. We need to find someone that's viable for fantasy. We'll do that in our final segment here on the show. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, we'll look at the Colts tomorrow. we got the Jaguars and Titans on deck for you again. If you missed any of the shows here, breaking down the key questions for all 32 teams, they're up right now. So 20 shows already, 24 shows, I should say, already up there. So we've already uh, covered most of the divisions here, the six out of eight. So check them out on the archives here. The latest team we did was the Steelers. So a lot of intriguing stuff to look at at all these teams and setting it up for training camp and trying to find the remaining answers for fantasy football there as well. All right, it is uh, time to close the show. We'll ask that key question about the Texans receiving core. Who do you trust here? Where are you going? Is there any valuable player here? Now, interesting, they have 357 vacated targets, so no more Brandon Cooks, no more Chris Moore. They said goodbye to a lot of players. Rex Burkhead on the backfield. Nico Collins returns. He had uh, 66 targets last year, so he's their number one. By default, Robert Woods is also in the mix, playing yet again for another 
AFC South team was with the Titans for a while, uh, coming over from the Rams. So John Mechie had that uh, season last year where there wasn't too much going on with the, the recovery and all that. So he's the number three guy in the depth chart. You have Noah Brown, the former Cowboy. He was acquired. Then you have two rookies that were drafted here, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. So, yeah, this is the receiving core replacement here for Cooks and the other guys that weren't Collins last year. Remember, they had a lot of C guys just a few years ago. Now they're really uh, trying to shuffle things around here. Robert Woods sounds like the best option of these guys. Again, he's a veteran. You're going to see him as a security blanket for Stroud at times. But look at the rankings for these guys. It it is not very promising at all in half-point PPR. Collins is at 54, Mechie at 76, Woods all the way down to 84. I just think Woods is going to have a little bit more value. I've seen some flashes from Collins, but I'm not sure what the chemistry is going to be like with Stroud here. I think there was some Collins uh, Mills chemistry there. So, again, I would have to say Woods if you're going to try to extract some value in streaming situations based on the matchups because he's a veteran. But can't feel good about any of these guys, and that's why these rankings are so pessimistic and so low here. So, the guy that I'm looking at that's going to have a key role on this team and clean up a position that's been nasty for the Texans for a while is not being a critical fantasy position and an afterthought is tight end. Dalton Schultz, look at his uh, scoring from last year. Tight end 10 overall, tight end 12 his final season with the Cowboys. Tight end 11 is his ranking in half-point PPR. So I look at Stroud to Schultz being a big part of this passing game, playing off that running game. Good news again for Damian Pierce with the checkdowns and workload for him through the air. Schultz is going to be targeted everywhere here, and he's going to be a big factor. Keep in mind this 49ers uh, style of offense used to George Kittle and some key important pieces there. Catching passes, Schultz is a dynamic athlete. Again, Stroud is going to trust him as, as his best receiver. So this is really good for Schultz, maybe a little bit undervalued in the back end of the tight end realm here of uh, starting tight ends for fantasy but yeah you get excited about the Texans when you look at Schultz and the potential of him dominating key targets here and that's why I think Robert Woods he's the next guy that kind of fits that tight end mold Collins a little bit of a field stretcher inconsistency there I'm not sure what you're going to get between him and Mechie so Woods I know the type of receiver route running pretty smooth here veteran that can scheme himself open with his smarts where these other guys are going to be a little bit of work in progress in the new offense so I'm not saying you're going nuts for Woods, but I still think he should be ranked well ahead of being buried in the wide receiver sevens. I think he's more of a wide receiver five based on the situations here. So, yeah, he's draftable. I'm not sure Collins and Mechie are right now until we see how that plays out between the young receivers. But Schultz, again, maybe being undervalued as a back-end tight end one. I think he can put up better numbers than that in a key role in this offense. All those vacated targets, those red zone looks, everything that you point to Schultz, He's the guy that I'm looking at most in this receiving core with Stroud. There you have it. There's a breakdown of the Houston Texans and their key questions for fantasy football in 2023. So good looking team here with the rebuilds and uh, some promise under Ryan's, but we've got to see if there's any value there. We will have uh, for you every day is a look at the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll see if Anthony Richardson can get on the field. Does Jonathan Taylor rebound? What do we expect from the receiving course? A lot of good stuff there for you on deck. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer, and we'll see you next time.